0: This is going to be episode five. It's gonna be the last episode in season one and then we're like season two. And hopefully more episodes will come out. I apologise in advance. I am very bad at making a schedule. But I'm also still learning. I'm very much still learning how to go about this podcast. But today I just wanted to touch base on the fact that if you are in New Brunswick you are back online we are back online. I know I have a lot of New Brunswick listeners, and we are officially back online. We are doing online learning again because of the strike that's happening. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. I'm just going to close my window and say it sucks. I'm currently sitting at my laptop doing some schoolwork, and I figured I'd just talk for a few minutes. I've been in a really weird spot lately, and I just wanted to see if anyone else could relate to this, because I think a lot of us are going through the same thing right now. Not saying anyone is not important, we are all important, but I think we all are going through little weird times, and I've been going through this really weird episode of just being in, like, a, like, stuck. Just in this, ugh, It's been really hard to even clean and like I clean a lot. It's one of like my favorite things to do is just sweep and organize the house and organize my room and I've just kind of been on airplane mode. I haven't been doing any of it and when I do I get really frustrated and I just stop. I'm kinda of just going to work and coming home and I haven't been really working a lot lately either. So I figured I would talk about that and just a little bit of tips for when you're in a place like that. So I'll start by explaining how I feel, and like, my definition of being stuck in a rut in a place that you can't get out of, so, my definition is not knowing what you want to do, feeling very confused a lot of the times of the day, just kind of not vibing anymore, as funny as that sounds, you just don't feel like you're in the right spot and where you're supposed to be. And I think that that's very important to always feel like you're where you're supposed to be. And it takes a long time, but when you get into a rut, it's like all of the work you've done has been thrown away because you just want to stay in bed all day. I mean, I still do things that I love, but they just don't feel right anymore. I just don't feel like I want to do them anymore. So as part of that, you start to feel frustrated and you start to feel Like, you're lazy, and you're not lazy. You're just going through a moment. You're having a moment, you're having this very impressionable time. And as part of that comes the depression, and the anxiety, and the worrying. And you can be a person that maybe you don't have depression, maybe you don't feel like you have that, but as soon as you go into the rut, depression settles in. Because you're stuck. Stuck in bed. Stuck at your computer. Stuck on your couch. Stuck watching TV. Stuck doing things that you think comforts you. And I watch YouTube. When I feel sad, I watch YouTube. Or I watch my favorite movies. But when I'm in a rut. And I'm just stuck. I just watch these stupid, stupid things. Like... I just turn into a mindless zombie as I flip through channels, and I flip through TV shows, and I flip through things on Netflix, and I flip through Disney Plus, and I just watch until I can't watch anymore. And I take my dog out for walks at least twice a day, depending on my schedule. At least once a day, and then my mom will do the rest. And today was my first day I've taken her out in about a week, myself. I caught up and decided, you know what? Screw this that rut. I'm going out. So on my lunch break, I took her out for a walk. And it felt really good. I put my head phone, one headphone in. I listened to a podcast. And I just felt the air. And the sun. And I got to be one with my dog again. And I don't care how stupid that sounds to some people. My dog is one of the only things that gets me out of these hard times. Um, a little story time before we go on. I, when I first got Gabby, my dog. It was about a year ago. It'll be two years in June, I believe. Or, yeah, June. So, I was at an old friend's cottage. They're no longer my friend. And I'm going to make an episode about losing friends and how to help yourself out. Just some tips for that. But anyway, I was at this person's camp. And... I just kept talking about her. Because we were supposed to get her in November. And I just kept saying, oh, I can't wait to get her. Like, I can't wait to dress her up and put bandanas on her and all that. But in the back of my head, I was thinking the whole time, like, I can't wait to have a dog again. Because when I lost my dog, Blue, in 2018, it was really hard on me. Because I used to take him out. And when I got stuck for ruts, like, that's what I would do. Animals have always been my one way of keeping me sane. So losing him was like losing my emotional support buddy. So when I lost him, wanted another dog really bad, but I wanted to wait until I was healed so I could love that dog just as much as I loved him. So when I finally told my mom I was ready, two years later, we found Gabby on Hearts of the North. She was all the way in Georgia, and COVID struck, and we couldn't get her until November. But, and this was June, the summer had just started, and... I'm sitting here, I can't wait to get her in November, I'm so excited, she's such a pretty dog. She's a pit bull in a lab mix, black lab and a blue nose pit bull. And I just couldn't stop, and then we went home the next day, and my mom texted me and said, let me know when you're back at their house, I have a surprise for you. And I never really put two and two together, but she told me that her and my girlfriend had built something, and to be quiet when I went upstairs, because my girlfriend had a headache. And grandmother was there and everything. And I didn't know what was going on. But as soon as I walked in, Gabby was kind of sitting there. She was terrified. She was in this whole new place. And who, here was this new person she was meeting. And it was like something in my heart finally felt at home again. And I just burst out crying. Because I felt at home. Because I was also in a really bad rut when that school year ended. Because it had been such a weird year. An awful year. So... It was just like a breath of fresh air. And I cried. And she just kind of looked at me like I was crazy. But the moral of that story was like. That animals are my thing when it comes to a rut. And that animals are a very good thing to have. Even if you have a cat. Or something. Maybe you can't take that cat for walks. But you can still hang out. And you can still. Be one with those animals. Or any type of animal. Even a rat or a guinea pig. Or a gecko. Just. Whatever makes you happy. So, I decided that I was going to take her out all the time. I was going to get her used to walking on a leash. I was going to, like, I was going to be her daily basis. So, that's what I did. i take her out all the time. And when this school year had started, I was in a really weird spot in the summer. But I was still taking her out all the time. And I was still... You know, just being with my dog and taking her to Rockwood and stuff like that. And then just a few weeks ago, I just started feeling like I wasn't me anymore. Like I was on autopilot. And that the me that like that I usually am was tired. And she had went away for a little bit to get some rest. And I, my she put my body on autopilot. And I stopped worrying about little things. I stopped wanting to do little things because I just wanted sleep. I would sleep all day, I would barely eat, like, it got bad. And then when the school year started, I was waking up late in the mornings, I was falling asleep in class, I was just doing things that weren't healthy for me. I was barely eating, I wasn't drinking any water, I wasn't taking my vitamins, nor my allergy pills, nor my birth control, just nothing. And I was messing myself up, and my body went in just this kind of, not shock, but it just kind of was like, okay, you're not eating, you're not drinking water, like, what the hell is going on? Feed me, that's what my body was saying, and I wasn't working out anymore, like, I was going to dance once a week, but that was about it, and I really wasn't doing much when I was there, and, like, I just felt awful, so I talked to my counselor and people that I love, and I decided that I was going to figure out ways to get me out of this. And am I 100% out of it? No. But am I going to be out of it soon? Yes. And are you ever 100% out of something? I want to touch base on that for a second because I don't think you're ever 100% okay. And my counselor once told me that you're never going to have, you're never going to be 100% happy. You're never going to be 100% okay because things aren't okay. The world around you isn't 100% okay, so therefore you can't be. Because things are going to happen. When I felt like I was okay again, we were online as of Monday morning. And yes, I loved the break of staying home with my dog and being able to have that little bit, but it's not what I wanted. I wanted to keep my structure of having to get up every morning and go to school because I was so close to being out of my rut and now I just feel like I'm kind of back, I backed up into it. I took a step forward and then I took three steps back. But that's okay. Taking a step forward and then a few steps back, that is okay. Doing the whole cha-cha slide out of a friggin' rut is what you're meant to do. Because you're gonna reverse. You're gonna step back. You're gonna go forward. You're gonna go left. You're gonna go right. Because it's you're human. And you have all the rights to be a human and to be 100% you. And if you're in a rut and all you want to do is lay down, take a mental health day. And this is where coming in with tips, because... What I've been doing might not work for you, but you don't have to do step-by-step step what I'm doing. If you're listening right now and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do it," all these tips she's going to tell me to do, stop right there and don't. Take one or two and then talk to someone or look them up on your account. And I don't mean look them up like go on Google and search up ways to get it over. Right. I mean, go on a professional website that you can trust or talk to someone. A teacher, a parent, a counselor, if you have one, a therapist, like find a way like even a guidance counselor, and find a way to just get some other tips because not everything I'm doing is going to work for you. And I never want anyone to do anything that's unhealthy for them. So just please don't take all of my advice, but take some. I'm going to give you a few tips of things I've been doing for the past few weeks. Take one or two and work on them. And if you like them, then come back and take a few more. But I'm just trying to say that what I'm doing might not Work for everyone. So, transitioning into that, here's just a few of the things I have been doing. So, one is writing. Writing is a big thing for me, and I've always liked it. And my counselor gave me this book called The Journal of Awesome. And if you want a really cheap book that is going to give you an outline of how to journal, like, buy this book. I don't remember how much money. It was, I don't remember how funny she said it was, but just find, look up the Journal of Awesome, or look up different types of journals you can buy, and find ones that have outlines in them, because like, for example, I will take the book, because I have it right here with me in my little office, one of the first questions is, what was the most awesome part of your day, and then you have three sections of the book where you just put the date, and you talk about it. And I've been getting pretty personal in here, so I'm just going to read you one of mine. This is from October 25th. What was the most awesome part of your day? Getting to take Yabby for a walk, then coming home to watch American Horror Story with my mom. It was supposed to, I was supposed to clean in the changing room, but things happened. School was kind of boring, but things happened too. I'll try again tomorrow. And you might not think that that is the most uplifting writing you could ever do, but I took my dog for a walk. And then I watched a show with my mom. And I was going to clean my closet, but I just didn't feel motivated to. And I, you know what I've been doing? I've been taking that day by day. That's another tip I'm going to tell you. But, like, writing is one of the best ways. And even just writing down a sentence of what you did in the day that made you feel good, you will get to the point where you're writing a whole... I'm not even... I That was three or four sentences I wrote. And I've been doing this for a while. And I love... Sitting down at the end of the day. Or I maybe I do it halfway through the day. Sometimes I'll write it in my notes. And then the next day I'll put it down. Depending on where I am and what I'm doing. But I love just picking out a part of my day. Forcing myself to remember. Because it also helps your memory. And just saying, hey. I took my dog out for a walk today. That was friggin' fun. Or hey, I finally finished that podcast episode that I forgot about. I'm gonna write down tonight that I made a podcast episode. And I got it posted and ready. So, There's not much you can do when it comes to that. You just have to make sure that you're writing every day. And you're at least putting down one thing that you enjoy about the day. Because soon it'll turn to two things. And then three things. And then four. And then five. And so on. And if you're a person that doesn't like to have a journal that is outlined for you. Get one from the dollar store that is just an empty book with lines or without lines. And fill it up that way too. Because I also have a book like that. But I'll explain to you what they are for. Because they're kind of different. I have a manifestation book. Manifestation is a great way to boost your confidence as well. Because acting like manifestation is acting like you already have something to make it come true. I'm probably going to do a whole episode on that in the new season. Because I just feel like manifestation is a very really good thing. But that's also a really good way to help yourself out too another if you just want to take a minute and write and forget about everything in the world the 300 writing prompt and you can get a bigger book that is the 500 writing prompt and you can just write i like to flip through the book and pick a random one so pick a random one when was the last time you felt needed have you ever made a friend or fallen in love with someone you met online What bad habit would you like to change? What was the first thing you ever saved your money up to purchase? What keeps you from getting a good night's sleep? Write about a piece of jewelry you own. There's so many different things. Like, write about a decision you had to make. What's your mom like? What do you want your retirement to be like? What's your favorite holiday? Break up your life to this point in three chapters. And give each chapter a title. There's just so many heartwarming and heart-wrenching things in the 300 and 500 writing prompts that when I do them, I just, I don't do them every day. They're not like journaling. I do them when I need a moment. So maybe I bring it to school with me and I have a moment in class. I'll just pick the book out and I'll pick something and I'll start writing. I always pick something happy when I'm at school. When I'm at home, I will get into things that will make me cry. it make me recall memories because... Getting your emotions out is one of the best things to do when you feel stuck. Because then you finally feel like a human. And you finally feel like you have emotions. And that everything is turned on again. Because sometimes you do go numb. I went really numb during this little rut. And I brought myself back out of it. Not going to lie. With using the word prompt. Because I found one that really hit me hard. And I cried. And I just kept crying. And crying. And made me feel like i was finally alive again because i could feel the heart, my heart pounding and i could feel the sadness and i could just it was just nice to feel like a human again and as funny as that sounds it really really did make me feel like a human so writing was a big one and those are just three different examples of writing now, so a second one, games. I love playing games. I have games on my phone. I have a Nintendo Switch. I have, well, my girlfriend has a PlayStation 4 that I play on sometimes. Like, I have a laptop that I play games on. Like, I love games. And you can get so many free games that you can just sit down and have a moment. Like, if you are a Pokemon fan or you just like games that are, like, kind of mind games, stuff like that, get Pokemon Cafe. Because... That's a game I play when I'm feeling really overwhelmed. and I just need a minute. It's free. And you just play a bunch of these little mini games. And you get Pokemon to come join your cafe. And it's just a moment when I'm feeling overwhelmed. Or I'm tired. And I just really want to play a quick game. That's what I'll play. Or like Animal Crossing. like All these different games are really nice. But if any of you really do want... Some suggestions of games. Let me know. You can email the podcast. You can put notes into your into uh, the anchor. And I'm also thinking about making an Instagram for the podcast. So if you guys want that too, so hopefully we'll see that in the next few days or so. But another thing I do when I'm feeling in a rut, kind of like on airplane mode, is I take a lot of time to myself. And I listen to my body. I listen to what my body wants. If there's there my body doesn't feel like going to dance, then I'm not gonna go to dance. And if my body doesn't feel like going to a musical someday or even school or even work. I'm not really gonna like I'll try my best to do those things, but if my body can't do it, then I just I'm not gonna do it. And you get to a point in life where you have to stop forcing yourself to do things and that point in life comes fast, and it sucks. And it really does suck when you realize you have to give yourself time. Because no one gives himself time anymore. So, sitting back and actually being like, Hey, I need to give myself some time. I can't actually, like, function right now. I'm exhausted. You stop losing the part of you that felt motivated. Because it wasn't real motivation. Motivation. It was overworking and it's not good. And I realized that kind of in the summer when my hours went down and I stopped working a lot I kind of took a step back and a deep breath and I realized that A, this is not what I want to be doing in life. I do not want to be working in fast food but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And I also realized that Picking up shifts all the time and just making my availability so goddamn open. Like, it's not what worked for me. I didn't want to work in the the daytime. I didn't want to work halfway through the day. Like, I didn't want to work halfway through the day. That was my problem. I want to work mornings or nights or overnights. But I couldn't work overnights because I'm a student in school. So I picked to work the night shifts 6 to 12, 7 to 12, stuff so like that. And it was kind of weird at first transitioning into that, but I, I started to like it. And I started to realize that I had my whole day to myself. And until I can get put to mornings or overnights, this is what I want. And then I started to realize that I never had time for myself anymore because the summer was like that one time where I did have time for myself. And I was doing everything I loved. I was having time to spend with my family and my friends and it really worked. So, I don't know, it just kind of felt good, I guess. So, giving yourself time and listening to your body is also a great way when you're feeling stuck in a rut, because it does help. And listening to your body can be like getting up some morning and being like, I'm going hot chocolate with breakfast. Or I want pancakes for breakfast, or I want waffles for breakfast, or I just want to have cereal for breakfast, or just toast. Maybe I want to work out that day. Maybe you want to cook yourself some supper, or take yourself out to dinner, take yourself out to lunch. Maybe you want to go for a walk or a drive, or you want to listen to a certain type of music, or you want to lay in bed all day. But give give yourself structure. So instead of just saying, "Okay, I'm I'm tired, I'm gonna sleep all day," say, "Hey, I'm tired. Look at your schedule, and if there's things you really don't have to do, like say you decided that." You were gonna do like a pilates, excuse me, a pilates class at like nine a.m. Cancel it. Go back to bed till ten. See how you feel when you wake up at ten. And then try to do things in your day, but like keep it simple. Like I said earlier, when I read my little journal book, I was supposed to clean my closet like days now, and it's it's taking me days. It's a process because I have no motivation. And if I do it when I have no motivation, I won't be motivated to keep it clean. So that's where I'm coming from there. So just listen to your body and listen to your brain and your mind because they are telling you what they want and they are right. They are 100% right. One of my next tips is, you know, keeping yourself inspired. Inspiring quotes is maybe your thing. Like if you're lock screen or back screen or like having them up on your walls. Just keep yourself inspired to stay either alive or stay healthy or stay well or eat or drink water. Keep yourself motivated to do those tiny, tiny, tiny little things. Even if it be brush your teeth. Get yourself so excited to brush your teeth. Because it feels amazing to have that time where you're like, I did it. I freaking did it. And I feel amazing. And it's just the tiniest thing to help you stay out of that rut. And my last tip would probably just take care of yourself. And if you're in one of those ruts where you feel like you don't want to be here anymore, know that that's not worth it. Know that being here is so much better because... You're going to witness this world turn into great things. And you're going to witness a lot of people fighting for things that they deserve. You're going to see some bad, but you're going to see some good. And trust me, that good is going to be beautiful. And no matter what, like staying here is one of the best things. This world might not seem perfect right now, and you might not see your life as perfect right now. But... At the end of the day, we're all human, and we all deserve a full, happy life, and you will get that life. You just need to stop, take some time for yourself once in a while, and listen to yourself. And 100% just live at the moment. I can't stress enough living in the moment and having those moments with your friends and your family and those moments that you hold dear to your heart. To be a moment that you stay present in. Because. Like. Who doesn't want to stay present? Who doesn't want to feel like they're actually here. So they can remember things. Being physically and mentally there. Is the most important thing you can ever do. My teachers always told me that. And I never really believed it. I was like what the hell do you mean by being present mentally? I'm here aren't I? And I barely want to be here. But. Being there mentally is way more important than being there physically. If you're on a call and you're there mentally, you're going to remember everything a teacher tells you. Well, not everything, but most things, most important things. If you're there physically, but not mentally, you're not really there. Just your body is. And your heart, your mind, and your soul are the three biggest things that need to be there. Because if it's not, it's just your shell. And nobody wants this to show. We all have a heart, we all have a mind, and we all have a spirit. So that's what I mean by being present mentally and physically. It is so much easier when you figure that out. It will be the best blessing in the world. So thank you very much for listening to... Actually, it's episode 6, I believe, of season 1 of Doing What I Do Best. I am glad for everyone that is here. And I appreciate everyone bearing with me on this journey of learning a podcast and i love and appreciate every one of you and if you're new here hi there and if you're you've been here before hello again and i hope that you enjoyed this episode and i will talk to you all again very very soon good night or good morning depending on where you are